Why are we not seeing the things in our life that we really want to see? You know, how many, how many here have heard me speak before? Raise your hand. Or have not heard me speak before? Raise your hand. Okay, only a few. Good. So I don't have to go through the fact that I'm a nerd. I got a master's in biochemistry. I was a nuclear power chemical instructor in the Navy for 10 years. Got a couple of books out there, and I've got a doctorate in theology and philosophy. So when I look at something, I look at it kind of from a different direction, a different angle. And, uh, you know, just quoting the word has no value unless you utilize the word in your life. You can quote it all day long. You can know it. You can know verse, scripture, all that. But if you don't know what it means, what, what good is it? You know, it's uh, the, the one verse is, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Well, every, what, what does that say? It says, oh, be happy and you get stuff. Or delight, which means make yourself moldable and pliable. And he will write on your heart your desires. See, but if you don't translate that into the Greek or the Hebrew, you're not going to know what does it really mean. And you're wondering, why am I not seeing the things I want to see in my life? And you get let down by the word, but you really just didn't understand what the word meant because the whole thing about the word is transformation, our transformation. We're all, we're, all he, we're all saved in here, and that's great, but it's now time to get out the doorway of the salvation because others are being saved, and it's time for us to grow. See, salvation's all about us. I'm saved by grace. Now I'm a child in Christ, right? But now we have to grow to become a son and daughter of God. And with that, there's a lot of stuff we got to get rid of. You know, our mind was programmed 50% of the way <laughs> before we were even born. It was passed on from the generations before. So 50% of the programming in your mind was from somebody else. And then by the time you're six, seven years old, you're already 80% programmed. And you didn't even have a chance to defend yourself. Is that a good th thought? Is that a good thought pattern? Should I have that one? Is that benefiting me or not benefiting me? So we're going to talk a little bit about being addicted to thoughts and capturing our thoughts. But we have to believe one thing first, that we create the reality we live in based on the thoughts and the intents of our heart. Now, if we don't believe that we create the reality that we live in, then I don't know why, how we think we have all power, dominion, and authority, which is what the Word says, that we have all power, dominion, and authority through Christ Jesus, right? So if we have that, and quantum physics says you create the reality you live in. It says everything's just energy with potentials. And until looked on by the outside observer and says, that's what it should be, boom, it collapses the quiff and it becomes real, becomes matter. That's what quantum physics says. Neuroscience says, you think a thought, you put a picture in your head and there's an emotion attached to that. The hypothalamus releases neuropeptides, you key lock into cells and you vibrate at a certain frequency. Now, I want you to repeat that back and I can't wait till I do that. Can't wait till I do that in the Spanish service because that's going to be fun translating. But the point is, then we got the word, right? Well, that's the most important thing. doesn't line up with the word. But Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Which when translated in the Greek says, In the now, belief creates the essence or building blocks of things, uh, things assured and is proved by the showing up of matter not previously seen by the naked eye. It's saying, you did it. Wow. 
your now faith. What do you believe now? See, there's no tomorrow faith. There's no yesterday faith. Tomorrow faith is hope. But now is the time you're lined up with I am, and you have power in the now moment. So now faith, it's not now comma faith. It's now faith. It's the only time we have. So what are we believing now? That's what we're creating now. And I don't want you to get mad at me because I love y'all, but I might say some things that might get you a little angry. But you wouldn't get angry if there wasn't some truth in it. And the truth is that you're right where you think you should be. And you created it. Even though you don't want it. And that stinks. I don't want this, but I created it because of the thoughts in my head. So what we're going to talk about today is something that we hear in the word all the time, capturing each thought. How in the heck can I capture each thought? That's just crazy. How do I capture a thought? Well, we're going to talk about how do we do this and how do we change our thoughts so that we can actually have a tool so that we can create a new reality for our life, not keep repeating the same one over and over and over again. Make sense? Okay. Breaking thought addictions. And turn this on. Yeah. Why am I not seeing what I want in my life? Now, I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, different nothing from the servant, though he be lord of all. You're lord of all. You're the boss of you. You're the champion. You have all power, dominion, and authority. But if you don't think you do, you don't. See, if you don't know how amazing you are, you're never going to see the things in your life that he's predestined you for. He predestined all of us for greatness, right? Every one of us is supposed to be great, abundant, all this stuff. And he laid it up there for us. But we have this thing called choice. And we can choose not to get in alignment with that predestination that God has for us. See, God laid up shalom in the place he wants us. Health, wealth, prosperity, peace, joy, nothing missing, nothing lacking. That's where he put it. But based on our choices, we may choose wilderness walking. We may choose just enough. We may choose to just have enough to get to Friday, and we hate Monday, and we're excited that it is Friday, but we don't have any more money, so we're just barely paying our bills. That's called manna. He'll provide just enough for you to get by. He's always your provider. But he's laid up the abundance in the place he wants you. And a lot of times to get to that place, we have to drop a lot of the garbage that we carry along with us. A lot of the subconscious programs we carry with us. A lot of the mindsets we carry with us because they don't benefit us. See, that's the hard part is understanding the only thing that you can change is you. You can't change your wife. You can't change your kids. You can't change the government. But you can change you. And when you change you, you change everything. Because now everything's new. Everything's looked at a different way, if that makes sense. So, because you think you're powerless, we are. Our thoughts and emotions keep us in bondage. You know, we like comfort. I'm so comfortable here, even though it doesn't benefit us sometimes. But comfort kills success. We have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. 
It's got to be part of what we normally do. You know, I'm just growing. I'm seeking the truth. It's going to hurt, but I'm going to go that way because all the stuff that I believe that's truth is not benefiting me, and I'm not seeing the fruit in my life that I want to see. So if you don't see the fruit you want to see, we're going to have to change something. Because if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, what's that called, and expecting different results, that's insanity, right? Well, what does the Bible say? It, sa- it says this, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Wow. And I'm thinking, oh, you catch that. And I'm thinking, oh, you catch that. one. I just thought, oh, yeah. No, it doesn't mean like every, every, every single thought. Every thought that, here's, here's how it works. You got these things called emotions, and they're so cool. Now, emotions don't run you. They're just signposts. Hey, hey, fear here. We got some fear over here. I'm letting you know, warning, warning, fear. And you go, hmm, that's cool. Let's, let's look at that. Let's see, why do we have this fear? Where'd that come from? What am I believing with that emotion that's not a truth? And then we can superimpose God's word or the truth over that lie. See, the, the fear is just telling you you're in a bad place. You're not where God wants you. And I want you back in peace, love, and joy where you can produce the things in this world that you're supposed to produce. But too many people think, well, I'm just this way, and this is the emotion I feel. And emotions, you've got to remember, want to be in motion. But every two-year-old knows this, and I'm telling you again, you're the boss of you. I'm the boss of me. Thank you for sharing emotion. I'm not squelching you. I'm saying, why do I feel this fear, this worry, this anxiety in this place? Why? Where'd that come from? Now you're seeking out truth. Now you can do something about it. You don't just push it back into the dark place, because then it'll get you at your worst and least opportune time. What you got to do is bring it out into the light. And then say, is that a truth? Well, no, that's not a truth. I'm afraid I'm not enough. Is that a truth? Well, no. No, he says, I'm the righteousness of Christ, the head not the tail. I'm an example of goodness, strength, and morality. My light shines brightly. I have all power, dominion, and authority through Christ Jesus. So not enough is not even true. But how many times do we think that? And we squelch our greatness. You know what? I don't want to shine out too big because I might make others feel small. I might make others feel like they're not enough. No, 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 no. When you shine out, when you become that pavement layer that lets others drive, you give others permission to shine out as well. And that's what we got to understand. It's our duty now, since we're dead to self and we've accepted Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior, to get rid of this mess, this subconscious programming, the stuff's in our head, and become sons and daughters of God. The word is huios, all creation grown for the manifestation of the sons of God. It's time for us to manifest so that these people that's following Satan can understand, no, the true power is in the body of Christ. The true power is here. But we're going to have to change some things to get there. Usually I ask questions, but we're in church, so I can't do that. You see, the word knows... Thoughts become things. Or like I say, what do you focus on, you get more of. 
And if your focus is constantly on something negative, you're going to get more negative because you're giving it your daily bread. Give us our, this day our daily bread. You're getting a certain amount of energy every day. You get a certain amount of juice every day. Where do you choose to use it? Are you using it on something to grow and prosper you and grow people around you? Or are you using it on, to fight this, na- I don't want to smoke, I don't want to smoke, I don't want to smoke. And all the subconscious mind heard was smoke, 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 smoke. So you're saying, light it up, baby, light it up. You got to understand that the subconscious doesn't understand. Don't. You're giving energy to what you want. Clean body, healthy lungs. Oh, okay. Oh, I get you. I get what you want now. I got it. Give your daily bread to the place where it needs to do the best, most benefit for you and those around you. Thoughts can make you sick. Cortisol. When you're thinking negative thoughts, negative thoughts, negative thoughts, negative thoughts, and you're vibrating in a place of fear, lack, and worry, cortisol is produced. Cortisol makes you sick. It causes dis-ease in your body because you're not at ease. So it only manifests in your body as a dis-ease place. I mean, me, I have my kidneys have failed on me, okay, for now. But they did. And so I go to dialysis and all that. But see, I was so entrenched in somebody taking something from me. And I would get to this place of anger and my blood pressure would go up. And then I would, oh, that's wrong. And I'd get to back to peace. And I'd be okay. And I'm vibrating in a good place of peace, love, and joy. Then if somebody come and I'd twist it into a battle because I'm a warrior and I need a war to feel value. And then boom, I get a war because you know what I'm focusing on? I need a war. And if you need a war, and you're a warrior, and you get value from a war, get ready for a war. Because you created it yourself. And my blood pressure goes up. And it kept going up and down and up and down until finally my kidney said, I quit. There's so much scar tissue in my kidneys. Now, who did that to me? Satan? No, me. I did not control my thoughts or my emotions. I allowed them to control me. So, because I feel a little pain and I like to change, you know, I, I wait until pain occurs before I decide to change something. Not very smart. But because I felt the pain, I was like, okay, I've got to start to capture these thoughts because they lead to these emotions that are not benefiting me in any way, shape, or form. And you can think thoughts that heal you. You know, Philippians 4 8 tells us what to focus on. Focus on these things that are good and prosperous and right. And, and you're sitting there and you're going, and now the body goes, oh, now you're where you're supposed to be. Oxytocin. Here's a chemical. This is a healing chemical for you. Now everything that was all messed up, we're healing it now. Because you live in the environment of peace, love, and joy. And in that environment, you've got amazing stuff happening. And it's where we're supposed to be living. Not in fear, lack, and worry. That's why it's so important what you let in to your heart. What are you watching? What are you hearing? What are you listening to? You got CNN on all the time, constantly negative news. Oh, my God, be afraid. Be very afraid. Everything's going to blow up. It's all going to go to heck, right? Or are you listening to Scripture, Bible, positive stories? Are you hanging out with coconuts? Then you're probably a coconut because you end up, becoming who you hang with. 
or you're hanging out with people that are prospering and doing well. You may have to change who you hang out with if you want to take this next step. Just saying. These are the emotions which produce cortisol. Anger, aggression, hurt, hostility, hatred, prejudice, judgment, fear, anxiety, hopelessness, depression, guilt, shame. All produce cortisol. Yay, I'm killing myself. That's what we do when we go to those places. This is what we create inside ourselves because we're not meant to be there. We're in the world, not of the world. We act different than the rest of the world unless we choose not to. And then we look just like the world and people on the outside are going, why do I want to be in that church? They look just like the world. They handle things just like me. They're as fear-based as I am. But when you're acting like in peace and love and joy in the same circumstance, what is wrong with you? Tell me what's going on in your life. Well, let me tell you about Jesus. And there's your opportunity because they asked you. You're not hitting them over the head with the Bible. Your life is the Bible. Your life is emulating Jesus. You're different than everyone else because you choose it. God knows we create based on our thoughts, and he wants us in peace. For I know the thoughts that I have toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. He says it. Here's the thing. When you go through a trial and you're going through stuff, and you're in fear and worry and lack, the answer to that trial does not exist in fear, worry, and lack. God's answer, he didn't put it there. You know where he put it? In peace, love, and joy. I know that I would be working on a project, and I'd be working so hard, and I'd be getting my noses to the grindstone, and i got to get this thing done. It's got to get done right, and I'm working so hard. And then finally I go, I cannot figure this out. And I go, <sighs> I'm going to let it go. Bing, the answer. Now, of course, my great mind thinks because I worked so hard, it finally came to me. The truth of the matter was the answer never existed in fear, lack, and worry. It existed in peace, joy, and love. And when I let it go, I could actually receive the truth of the answer. So when you're going through something, count it all joy. In other words, the word count means command joy when you go through diverse temptations. In other words, when you're getting tested, command this body to be in joy. Focus on things that bring you joy, and the answers will be there because you're the boss of you. Okay? If you can allow new thoughts by capturing your old thoughts, you'll have new information. Remember, we think 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day. 90% of those thoughts are the same as yesterday. And 90% of those are not self-serving. That stinks. Because you're thinking the same things the next day, and so you keep repeating your yesterday tomorrow. Same thing. Or as we used to say in the Christian realm, you're going around the mountain again. Nothing new. The life's the same. Ah, at least it's comfortable. Yeah, but your, your life stinks. Yeah, but it's the stink I know. <laughs> at least I know this stink. I'm afraid of what might happen. 
you're as low as you can go. I mean, don't be afraid. Do something different. So you get new information, you'll have a new thought. A new choice could be made, new behavior, new experience, new emotion, more new thoughts. You'll see new fruit in your life. You're planting different seed. Because every thought is a seed, every seed bears a fruit. Make sense? The more seeds you plant that are not self-serving, the more you're going to see negative things in your life. Things that don't serve you. But you did it. The good thing about it is where you're at right now, you did, but you can change it. See, when you grasp this empowerment, you can change it. You can be the boss of you. You can capture these thoughts and hold them up to the glory of God. You can plant new seed. You can see new things in your life. Look, it's the only life you're going to have. You're only here for a wisp of time, a wisp of steam. Give it a shot. You don't want to be up in heaven going, I wish I would I wish I would I wish I would I wish I would Do it now. Make a difference now. Change something now. You men, when you change something now and you get yourself in the morning sitting on Papa's lap, you've cha- now you're in peace, love, and joy. Now the environment of the household changes. You're not all worried about thinking about me, thinking about me. No, you're thinking about others. You're changing the environment. You're in joy. You're in peace. You're in love. People love being around you. Your environment changes. You will only accept or believe or surrender to thoughts equal to your present emotional condition or emotional state. When I was in anger, all I could see is things that made me angry. Because I was vibrating there. Everything I saw when I'm in anger, oh, man, that even messed me up more. And that really getting me real angry. And in anger, there's a certain amount of strength you feel even though it's really parasitic. You're pulling from society. You're not strengthening those around you, but you feel like you're strong because I'm angry. But really, you're very weak. The next step up in the phase of man is courage. You know what? I'm going to take a look at myself. I'm going to see what's in me. And you know what? I'm going to start changing. I'm going to do the gutsy thing, and I'm not going to blame everyone. I'm going to take all the responsibility right here. And when you do that, now you're on the positive side of society. You're helping society. You're growing society. You're growing the body of Christ. Because you say, I have the courage to look at me, the only thing I can change. If you're feeling fear, you'll only accept the truth and thoughts and information that give and bring more fear. You can't even see things that bring you love because you're vibrating in fear. Same thing if you're vibrating in love. Heck, you can't even see all that nasty stuff going on. It doesn't exist in your realm. All you see is more things that bring love to you. If you're in a state of emotional love, you will only resonate and accept thoughts and information that bring more love. Emotional stress and fear knocks your body out of balance. We humans can turn on stress and fear with a thought. Worst case scenarios. Don't we love that? (sighs) I'm getting ready for the worst case scenario. 
No, you're actually creating it. You're taking your daily bread, you're thinking about the worst case scenario, what could happen, and then you're focusing on that thing. That's what the word says, focus on the things that will bring you the worst case scenario. No, it doesn't say that. It does not say that. But that's what we do. Our focus should be on, and when, you know, we always think, here's two guys. Two guys, they just get fired. They're twins in the same job. One guy gets fired, and he's like, oh, my gosh. And he sees himself holding up a sign in the street corner. Worst case scenario. His brother just gets fired with him. And he's like, oh, yeah, now I can start my own business. Two of the same exact instances, different environments that they created from. Make sense? It knocks your body out of this now moment and into a future potential stress or a past regret. Like I said, the only time we have power is now. But it's the hardest thing for us to get into is now. We're typically in regret of yesterday and fear of tomorrow. And that's where we live. Oh, what could be coming? What could be coming? What could be coming? Let's waste all my energy here. Instead of being in the now moment and giving the energy in the place where I can actually do something. Hope this is making sense. Cortisol released because you're in this place and disease is inevitable. You're going to make you sick. Because... The body just reflects the condition of the soul, your mind, will, and emotion. And if you're always sick, you're probably in chaos inside a little bit. You're always focusing on the wrong stuff. We're always focusing on the wrong stuff. I was focusing on stuff that made me angry. Blood pressure went up, made myself sick. I'm not saying God did it to teach me a lesson. I didn't see that in the Bible anywhere. But I heard it from Christians before. It's not a truth because I have all power, dominion, and authority through Christ Jesus. Big concern. We humans can become, here's, here's the worst part about this. <clears throat> we humans can become chemically addicted to the emotional hormones released by stress and fear and worry or whatever environment we choose to live in. Love, peace, and joy. Here's how it works. You think a thought. Then the thought creates a picture. And then you attach an emotion to that picture. And it could have been an emotion from an event that looks kind of like this event from the past. So you have this emotion. Now, the hypothalamus releases these neuropeptides, these, these chemicals from your body based on that emotion. And it key locks into your cells. And you vibrate at a certain frequency. Now, you, you've been in a bad place and angry for a day. Now it's been five days. Now it's six days. And all you're doing is focusing on this negative things that bring you anger. And more and more and more of this chemical is being released. And your cells divide. And it says, well, heck, he must know he's the boss of him. And he must like this place of anger. So when it divides, it says, and here's some more receptor sites. Fill those up, too. And then it divides again in the cells, and here's some more receptor sites for anger. And then pretty soon, you become addicted because your body needs it. It craves this chemical. So we're all addicted to something. Is it what mindset are we addicted to? 
Well, woe is me. Bad things always happen in threes. Well, one happened. <laughs> Just waiting for the other two. I'm going to make sure that happens in my life. You know why? Because I need to be right. And you're right. There's the other two. Good job. Way to go. Or we can go from glory to glory to glory. Right? It's our call. What, what we focus on, we get more of. How it works, receptor sites and cells divide, phys you become physically addicted, and you need the hormones. So we think more thoughts that bring stress, fear, and worry, or peace, love, and joy, whichever side you want to be on. We bring it. We do it. So we become chemically addicted to our thoughts, which then provide the emotional chemical release of our cells have grown, they've had, have grown to need and want. And there's a picture of a cell with little chemicals in the receptor sites. This is real stuff. This is how it happens, really. So you can't just say, well, I just get angry. I just get... No, you're the boss of you. You're in charge of your emotions. You can change them because you can choose to change them. Choice is the key. All right? Don't be angry at me. I love you. <laughs> so insecure thoughts start to feel insecure. Then thinking more insecure thoughts. Then we think and feel this way for about 10 to 15 years. This feeling becomes familiar to you. Then you say, you know what? I am an insecure person. You just said the most powerful thing in the world. I am. And then whatever you say after I am, that's so powerful. Because God's name is I am. I am that I am. We gave him names like Jehovah and Yahweh and things like that. But he says, I am that I am. And so whatever you say after I am, remember Jesus in the garden, he says, I am he, and everybody fell down. He knew his identity. He knew who he was. That's how powerful the word I am and then what follows. I am a loser. I am no good. I'm always messing up. No, 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 no. I am the righteousness of Christ. I am the head and not the tail. I am an example of goodness, strength, and morality. We got to change our speaking and change our thinking. So by saying, I am insecure, you have commanded the body to the destination of insecurity. The moment you decide to repent or think a new way, you know, you had a great revelation, this great speaker came in, and you're like, oh, man, I'm going to change this. And your body's like, what? I've been dividing cells for 15 years, Nick. You're the greatest angry guy I've ever had. Everything that happens, you get angry about, and I love it. And I've made my body so many receptor sites that you know what happens? You say, I'm going to change it. You go into DTs. Your body says, give me the chemical. Where's the chemical? Come on. Tap me. Give, me, give me a shot. Give me something. I need, I need the stuff. I need the juice. And you're like, no, no, I'm changing. So that's where you need your tools. That's where you need your gratitude list. That's where you need your I am statement. So that when you feel yourself, you're going to say, no, 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 I'm staying the course. No, it's more important for me to die to self. I'm not going to go back to that place of comfort. I'm not going to go back like a dog to its vomit, back to where I was. I'm going to stay the course. Next time the cell divides, oh, 
Here's a few more love receptors. Here's a few less anger, fear, lack, and worry receptors. And on and on. And where you can stay consistent, that's why it takes about 40 days to change the body. That it wants these chemicals, but it takes a little while. Look, it, it took you 25, 35, 45 years to get this messed up. It's going to take you a little bit of time to change it around. I tried that once. What, 15 minutes I tried it, it didn't work. Or the other great one, I know that. Three most disempowering words. I know that. Do you do that? No. Well, you don't know nothing. See, knowing a thing and doing a thing, one is wisdom, which is the application of knowledge. It's easy to know stuff nowadays. Go to Google. The hard part is actually applying it in your life. It's easy to know the Bible. You can memorize it. You've got to apply it to your life. He's given us all the answers if we know what it's really saying. Hey, I've modified my receptor sites for you over the last 15 years. Where are those chemicals I like? The feeling to you is now uncomfortable, and this is where people quit. You know, I tried that, and God, I wasn't comfortable. I knew it wasn't, wasn't God. Couldn't have been God. I didn't feel comfortable in it. No, it was because you were getting rid of these drugs. You were getting rid of this need. It must not be God. I shouldn't feel this way. And we go around the mountain again. When is life going to change? When are you going to change? Then life will change. So, feelings and emotions are end products of past experiences that we continue to hang on to, even though they get us sick. You know... You could get angry, say your father raised you terrible, and every time you see your father, you get all messed up. Mother, I don't care. Then you start creating these chemicals in your body, these anger chemicals. And every time, and who has the power in that situation, by the way? If you change the way you react and the emotions that are released because someone shows up in the room, who's in charge? That person that just showed up in the room, you're not in charge. They made you do this. They made you feel this way. No, 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 You chose it. Okay? But you're so addicted that now your, fa and your father passes away. Oh, my gosh. Passed away. The body goes, hey, hey, his brother's not that good either. You want to focus on the brother. I don't like him either because it needs its chemical. You'll even change your story which half the stories that we remember in the past aren't even true. They're like 20, 30% true, and we've embellished them so that we can still hang on to that chemical we need and made them worse and worse and worse, even though none of that really happened. It didn't happen. But you're going to keep telling the story till it sounds like it really happened. If we allow the new information into our lives, there will be no change. In, if we allow no new information in our lives, there will be no change in our lives. However, new thoughts equal new life. Let's say you're angry for five days, it becomes a mood. Five months, it becomes a temperament. After that, a personality trait. Finally, it becomes who you are, an angry man. I am always angry. What a declaration, right? Let's say the person you are angry, I told this one already. We already talked about that. But with new thought, 
all this changes and you create a new life. We can't create a new future living in our past addiction to those past emotions. We must learn to think greater than we feel. That make sense? We must learn to think greater than we feel. Well, I just feel this way. Well, stop it. It's not benefiting you. Stop feeling this way. Well, it's just the way I feel. Why? Well, that's the way I saw my dad do it. And that worked for you, right? You loved that, didn't you? When dad was angry, screaming through the house. Wasn't that nice? Oh, that's what I grew up with. Oh, you're a victim, I see. We can be victims or we can be the victors. We're the boss of us. Remember, the unseen realm is more permanent than the seen realm, according to the word. Science says that 96% of the universe is unseen energy and matter. Quantum physics says 99.99% of an atom is energy. Everything is energy. Are we creating a reality based on, at best, only 4% of the information? You know, we try to use our own senses and figure things out, but the Holy Spirit can see all 100%. But it seems like sometimes it's the only thing we don't have time to ask. What do you think, Holy Spirit? Where should I go? When should I go left and when should I go right? Well, if 96% of the universe is unseen and all I can see most total, if I have the greatest senses in the world, is 4%, I might want to utilize the Holy Spirit in my decisions. Or we can say, yeah, I got this one. No, I, I got it. You're busy, God. I, I, I got this one. And you step on another landmine. And then you say, where were you, God? He's like, uh, you never asked. I was there for you. Let's co-create together. Let's do it together. That's why you were created. To walk in the cool of the garden with Papa God. It's the only thing we seems we don't have time to do. Is hang out with God. It's all about relationship, right? Love God with all your heart, soul, and might. Love your neighbors yourself. Two ways to change one life. <laughs> Here's the one I always choose because I'm so wise. Pain. I'm laying there and I'm sitting there in a cell hugging my son through the bars in a urine thing. And I was like, maybe, just maybe, drinking is not good for me. Could be. I'm a nuclear chemist, but I'm still hugging my son through the bars. And I uh, cried out to God, God, please take this from me. And I know his words were, finally, I've been waiting for you. So when I humbled myself and cried out, that's when I started this search for the truth. What is the truth? You know, in, in the church itself, we've all been trained. It, a lot of us don't drink. A lot of us don't smoke. A lot of us don't do bad things. 28 years ago, I decided I have to find out a truth because now I'm not drinking, and I've got to search for a truth. What is the truth? And I searched through quantum physics, neuroscience, and then I ended up in the Word. And I figured out, hey, if it ain't in the Word, it's not a truth. But a lot of us don't know what the Word really says. We know what the words are, but we don't know what they really say. And then we don't apply them to our life. Or you can learn from a conscious effort. I am just deciding I'm going to change. You know what? I'm going I'm to be a curse breaker. I'm going to be uh, the, the person that changes things for my kids' kids. 
That's what I'm going to do. I've already passed on enough garbage to him. Now I'm going to make some curse breaking. I'm going to do some new things in my life. And when you break the curse in you, you break the curse in them. It goes frontward and back. Philippians says, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving your requests be made known unto God. When we want to do a thing, it even talks about this in creating prayer. Oh, this is what, this is what I'd like to see in my life. God, let's hang out. Let's have a relationship together. Let's co-create together. And then thanksgiving, why are you thanking God? What are you thanking for? It didn't even happen yet. When you celebrate before it's happened, you bring the unseen into the scene. It assumes it must be so. Look at he's celebrating. He's already saying he's got it. Look at it. Joy, peace, love. Look at what he's doing. All right. Let him have that stuff. He's creating it right now. He's bringing it from the unseen to the scene right now because he's celebrating it to be done. He's not hoping that it will be done someday. He's celebrating its completion now. Hope that makes sense. Now, the key to change an oh, sorry, key to change an old program, you must create a new meaning on the event or have a clear intention, visual focus and elevated emotion. You know, I'm gonna, I'll tell a little story. I was with uh, Bob and Audrey Meisner, and uh, you know, I didn't need to go because I had my stuff together. But I went to their place anyway because my pastor paid for it. My gosh, what a good man! So I was like, I gotta go, but they'll probably be wasting their time with me because there's my stuff's together jack and uh they start walking me through an incident where i was uh, 10 years old and i'm 10 and i'm gonna march in a parade and it's a baseball parade right and i can't wait to march in this parade and i'm gonna put on my uniform like everybody else and we're gonna march well no 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 my father says you're not marching in that parade in a uniform you will wear a suit i'm like Dad, I'm already a geek. I don't need to be out there in a suit marching in the parade. You are a Castellano. You will wear a suit. You represent. I'm like, oh, my God. So we drive up to that thing, and I see everybody in the parade, and they're all got their uniforms on, and I'm like, I ain't getting out of the car. No, Dad, I'm not getting out of this car. He says, you are getting out. No, I'm not. So he's angry at me. I don't know where I got it from. And he races, he, he races home, picks me up from behind. I miss the first six steps, picks me up for the next and throws me down those stairs as well. And my mother's calling him every name you can think of. And there I am crying. And uh, where I end up is back in the car, going to the baseball field, marching in my suit. So, my um, Audrey says, and where's Jesus in all this? I was like, hmm. He's right there. He's looking at me. What's he saying to you? He says, uh, can I help you carry that? I said, sure, help me carry it. And I had this big, heavy yoke on me that I was carrying, this heavy load. And he gets under it, puts it under his shoulders, and feels lighter. And he starts laughing. I'm like, what are you laughing at? He's going, this is silly, isn't it? I go, he says, you want to get rid of this? I said, yeah, I really do. It's pretty heavy. 
And he goes, all you got to do is just shrug, just like this. Just shrug your shoulders, it'll fall off. And I was like, and, and, and the yoke that I had was a big, heavy, heavy wood yoke. said Castellano on the back of it because I had to be a certain way because I was a Castellano. I had to carry that yoke the right way. We shrugged, fell to the ground. He goes, here, here, let me, let me give you mine. He puts it on my back. We're doing all this. Audrey was walking through it. I'm saying this is what Jesus is saying. He puts it on my back. And, you know, I wanted to always be the hero, the Castellano, the guy. I want to be a hero. And on the back of his yoke, it said, peace. He said, that feels a lot lighter, doesn't it? I said, sure does. And they both started crying because they want to be heroes as well. But we're carrying a yoke we weren't meant to carry. See, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And it says peace. And what are we really trying to seek? We're trying to seek peace. We're trying to get to that place of peace. And we think that if we get all the cars and the SUVs and, and the boats and all this stuff, then we will finally be at the place of peace. Or we can choose peace and arrive there very quickly and very easily. And then the fruit of that peace will be all those other things. Because I delighted myself in the Lord. And he'll give me the desires of my heart. Does that make sense? So that messed me up, but it really helped me a lot. We know this, that DNA, you can actually change your genetic destiny by turning on and off different genes in your DNA. Science calls it epigenetics. You see, if you're hanging in the same environment, you're part your parents hung in and your grandparents hung in and you're always creating fear, lack, and worry or anger or whatever, you're going to get the same stuff they got. It's in the DNA and it just turns the, the gene on. But if you hanging out in peace, love, love, and joy, that DNA is off. That cancer doesn't exist in peace, love, and joy. It doesn't exist in that place. But when we respond, just like our parents responded, we get that stuff. But we have the ability to turn it off See, laughter is a good medicine to the body. We've got to understand, we've got to get into the place of joy, get in the place of laughter, start looking at things in a different play, in a different way. And we can turn on and, well, it's your genetics. No, 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 no. I turn mine off. I don't have to pass that on to my kids. Does that make sense? I don't want to get into the deep science of it, but it's truth. All right, where are we at? So here's an exercise. Get quiet and answer these questions. And this is not a magic pill. This is just something that when you have some time at home, do this. Who do I want to be in the future? See yourself in the future. What does that look like when you're in the future? You're seeing yourself in your mind's eye. What does he do or she do? What does he or she look like? What do you look like? What does he or she feel like in this future self? This is the key. Your emotions are the key. When you can see yourself in the future and you're in your mind's eye, and all of a sudden you start to smile ear to ear. 
You see yourself cancer-free. You see your, see your kidneys healed. You see in this place what life is going to look like when, you ha- when you're now finally made the big deal. You've written the book. What is that? Oh, my gosh, look what it feels like. And you're not feeling it in the future. You're feeling it now. In this now moment, you're feeling your future in this now moment, the only time you truly have power. And all of a sudden, you're pulling your future into the now. It's saying, man, he, he knows how to work this thing. Uh, he's celebrating. He's excited about this future thing, this future self, this future person he is creating, and he's now pulling it to be more now. Does that make sense? Now be grateful. Celebrate for the future self, which is pulling your, your, your old self to your future self in this now moment. You are now programming your brain and living in the future with these, uh, with these positive future emotions and not in your past. You can now, you see now what you want to be. You are now changing your mind. This is how you repent. Repent doesn't mean, oh, I'm so sorry I did it. It means think a new way. Doesn't mean beat yourself on the back. I deserve it. Means think a new way. I'm telling you, this is a way to think a new way. Celebrate a future that hasn't quite happened yet. Change the emotional state in this now moment and watch things change in your life. When new thoughts and new feelings become real in the now moment, we are literally signaling new genes to fire, new emotions to be released, oxytocin. We are being healed and literally creating our new future self now with the final application of gratitude and celebration. All can be reprogrammed and you now have new possibilities, which lead to new thoughts, which lead to new choices, which lead to new behaviors, new experiences, new emotions, no more, and now more new thoughts. You are giving your body and mind a taste of your future now. That makes sense. So what time is it? Ten thousand perfect timing. I did good. So normally uh, what I would do now is Q&A, but it's time to, this is church, and they don't like me to do Q&A in church, <laughs> even though I love it. So I hope you got something out of that. I hope there's some tools you got out of that. And I really hope and, 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 and need you to apply them to your life. Remember, there's no victims in the body of Christ as willing participants. Because if you've got all power, dominion, and authority, just change you Capture your thoughts, be the boss of your emotions, and everything will change.